I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Munish, as always joined by Nishant. The Lakers have not have now dropped to the third spot in the Western Conference. We'll talk about the team that replaced them in the second spot, Phoenix Suns. They've been silently sitting there in the fourth spot all this while, and now they make the leap. This team is amazing, isn't it? I mean, they have a bunch of scorers. They have seven players on double-digit average. Where do you think this uh, Phoenix Suns team is going? Because uh, if you remember earlier in the season, I rated them pretty highly. Yeah. Um, and I really think they are a fun team to watch. I really think they can even beat the Clippers in a seven-game series just because the Clippers don't know the starting five. Phoenix Suns know mm. the starting five and mm. also the bench and the replacement players That's and all true. of that. Yeah. So I really like the Phoenix Suns. Uh, do you have the same opinion? I'm not sure yet on on the playoff uh, situation. Uh, like we huh? we were discussing this with Amit Doshi yesterday, right? Where uh, yep. Chris Paul being on your team lends you some instant respect, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's still going to be a lot to overcome because their greatest asset could be their undoing. Could be. I mean, we mm-hmm. we could be reading this entirely wrong, but it's it's possible that inexperience counts in the playoffs and it counts against you. My why this team is so intriguing is because they have possibly the most loaded embarrassment of young talent in in the league in one franchise this is it like there are other franchises where you have won maybe two young superstars and then a lot of bit part players um phoenix has nobody quite on that level yet except devin booker but they've got so much like could potentially start on a bunch of teams type talent well into their uh, roster even on the bench yeah. Yeah. And that's that's really intriguing, right? And that's their strength and their uh, biggest challenge come playoff times. So that's that's where I'm not uh, entirely sold yet. I really want to see them in the postseason and see how they perform, see how they defend, see how they score mm-hmm. against that defense. I have no doubt Devin Booker can sort it out. Uh, Chris Paul probably will will turn up as always. He's sort of like Rondo in that regard. But um, the other guys, Aiton, when he when he starts getting more heat. Uh, Mikael Bridges, how is he going to perform in the uh, in the playoffs? So Cam Johnson, th- those are a lot of ifs, and usually the playoffs are a bit much for a lot of young young players. So it could go either way. That's the only concern I have. But otherwise, this is an outstanding team, a top ten um, offense in the league, top five, maybe top six defense in the league. They can shoot the three, they can stretch you inside and out, shoot off the dribble. Multiple players can, and their dependency isn't skewed on any one player in terms of points production. Maybe yep, in terms exactly. of play style, but certainly not points production. Six, seven players in double digits. I mean, come on. Even against the Lakers, right? Who, it's kind of like they rubbed salt into the wound because they didn't just pass up the Lakers on the league rankings. They did it by beating the Lakers in the process, and and yep. they did so without Devin Booker being there for the last one and a half quarters or so after a just a laughable ejection from the refs, and and they did so with with I think five or six players that that scored fifteen plus points in that game. Mm-hmm. Including D book in like three and a half quarters. So that's a statement. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what is getting to. And I'm, I'm not looking too much into yesterday's game because uh, everyone had an off night at the Lakers. Sure. Uh, they were missing a couple of stars. LeBron went off for 38, no doubt, but KCP was not getting anything yeah. uh, going. Kuzma missed the game. Schroeder had an off night as well. So I wouldn't think, look too much into this game. I think it was an off night for Lakers. Lakers are really the powerhouse still, I believe. But with Phoenix, I like the I like the team only because of the depth. You said that, right? 25 points is what Booker averages. That's very less compared to, say, what Steph Curry averages at the Warriors or Dame Lillard averages at the Portland Trailblazers, right? So, I like how the team is distributed. 
But when you talk about the Phoenix Suns, you got to talk about Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. How good has he been? And this is look, look at his career resume. Every team he's gone to, he's improved that team by a distance. Yeah, yeah. Be it uh, <laughs> at the Hornets, be it at the uh, Rockets last season, and okay, even okay, see last season. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Rockets before that. Hmm. Okay, see last season they almost pulled off a surprise win against yeah. the Rockets as well. Yep. So Chris Paul, you, you got to trust this guy. I mean. when he signed for phoenix suns we were not too happy we decided oh he's going to a team that that's giving more money not really a chance for a chip but i think now we look at it retroactively retrospectively and mm. uh, they look like a, that looks like a really good decision doesn't it i i still don't agree if if the if the ambition was to win the chip then i don't think this was the best decision at all i don't think even if you fancy them in the playoffs i don't fancy them to come out of the west no matter what they might mm-hmm. be beating the clippers they they're good for one upset i think i've said this before they're good for one upset in the in the playoffs i don't think they're going all the way i don't think they can beat the clippers and then also either the lakers or or the jazz i don't see that happening um so so i'm going to hold that against chris paul if winning the championship was the objective but but he never said it was we just assumed and the whole world just assumed that every player with a certain level of talent just always wants to go where there's a chip um maybe maybe he's here for the long run but is he because his contract expires at the end of the season so maybe he's off to another restoration project somewhere maybe this is how chris paul ends his career who knows so i still think this isn't this wasn't the best possible move if a chip was what he was after but hey there's nothing wrong in picking up a project like this and saying i want to impact a team that could desperately use my my mentoring and my and have a superstar that could become the next big thing and all all he needs is a little push from me so Uh, so i i'm okay with with the chris paul move and you're very right though he he does make teams better um i don't want to hate on russell westbrook but uh, he's not been <laughs> having the greatest track record of late um, with all of the selfish uh, accusations and even in even in the wizards it looks like like you get the sense maybe bradley beal's better off without westbrook maybe if had john wall been here who would have mm. been a little more supportive of beal's game and a little more pliable Uh, to fit into the team's uh, ways and schemes and means of working that that would have been better for them so chris paul undoubtedly and i still i still haven't forgiven uh, the late great adam silver for vetoing that damn trade in uh, in 2012 that could have sent chris paul to kobe and the lakers and that that really speaks to the value of the man yeah and coming back to phoenix and this was a team that was about to explode wasn't it i mean they did not make the playoffs last season but if you remember they had this great run in the bubble 8 and 0 i think they went and they were that good and the addition of chris paul really pushed them to the next level didn't it uh, because if you look at the stats this is what it means they are 29th on pace so mm-hmm. what does chris paul gets the ball he slows down yeah, the entire game takes takes his time but finds an open man and if you look at it uh, Michael Bridges is shooting 43% from 3. Jay Crowder is shooting everything that he gets. Cam Johnson is balling it out. Devin Booker is always good. And what does Chris Paul do? He slows down the game, finds the open man and all of these guys get the catch and shoot. So every one of them are so good from 3. I mean, look at Devin Booker, he's good from 3. Yeah. Michael Bridges is averaging 42% like I said. Crowder is good from 3. Saric is hitting threes. Campaign Cam Johnson, both of those guys are good from 3 as well. So this is a team that can really shoot. Yeah, it can and uh it's very uh, it's interesting right the uh, the the only other guy that straight up comes to mind when you talk about eating up the shot clock just for the sake of finding the best possible player is lebron right how many times have we not lamented uh, just the time it takes per possession 
to to figure out what the play is but he is really figuring it out actively here he is calling plays he is calling screens making people move and chris paul's a lot like that it's a very old school approach to basketball versus this now frenzied just push players on transition um, get players spacing get get shooters on the perimeter and boom 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 get a ball to somebody take a shot it, yep. it's the antithesis of that approach and and the the most comical kind of tragic culmination of that approach is what the denver nuggets did the other day like all they needed was a two to tie on a fast break four players went there and all four of them lined up on the perimeter they missed the shot and they screwed up the game right that's that's really how the modern game has become so uh, probably cb3 maybe rondo and lebron are like remnants of a dying art and the last practitioners of it uh, what uh, but i want to about these youngsters right all of the people around chris paul so he slows it down he gets good shots for them but Look at this. When I say embarrassment of riches, right for the Phoenix Suns, we know Devin Booker is young and up and coming. He's not. He's not like he's not Zion young, but he's young, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. going to get exponentially better year on year. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like how you'd expect Donovan Mitchell, all of these other guys, also to grow at at the same pace. Um, and then you've got DeAndre Ayton, who I really injuries robbed him of a bit of time, and then he's come back and he's looked very impressive over the last two seasons. He's only twenty two. Like Aiden's twenty-two, yep. right? Just yep. I don't know if people realize it. He's just twenty-two. Then you got Miguel Bridges, who, who I would argue is the third best player right now, not Aiden, mm-hmm. on the Phoenix Suns, and he's twenty-four. He's got he's got a while ahead of him, and they've got contract space too. They've all got them for two years or more at Phoenix. Then you got Cam Johnson, who was he the eleventh pick? Was he in the twenty nineteen draft, which which a lot of people said was ridiculously high for a player whose only real asset is that he can shoot. And it's not like he's a Clay Thompson, so that's a lot to give up for for the eleventh round pick. But they got him, and he he again came back from some injuries. And tell you what, he looks like a legit three and D player. And and the challenge is sometimes when you pick up somebody that high up in the draft, you almost force yourself to justify it by giving him a role that eleventh pick would warrant, mm-hmm. which probably isn't the best thing for them to do. I think he's a three and D guy, and until proven otherwise, they should they should deploy him and use him as a three and D guy and one of the better. Uh, on ball uh, and off ball defenders that they have in their in their setup. Then they got Jalen Smith, twenty years old. Tyshawn Alexander, twenty years old. This team, the the upside for this team is incredible. And in that sense, probably Chris Paul went to the place where he could have maximum impact because the number of careers he can um, influence and shape uh, it is more at Phoenix than anywhere else in the NBA. Absolutely. I mean, I see him staying longer if this uh, if this run continues, and I yeah. really think this run can continue because I don't think the Phoenix Suns have peaked yet. Devin Booker is still scoring average of twenty five points. I think that will improve. Chris Paul is just not scoring at all. He's just assisting everyone. I think once it comes to the playoffs, mm-hmm. he'll be having a lot more of the shots as well. Yeah. And I really like the DeAndre DeAndre Ayton piece that you mentioned. I mean, this is similar to what Chris Paul did to Blake Griffin at the Clippers, right? I mean, yeah. lob up the ball, get him good <laughs> good uh, baskets and. Right. A career is made, and I think that's what he did for Blake Griffin, and I think that's what he's doing for DeAndre Ayton because Ayton took a little bit of while to settle in at the start of the season. True. He was not having the best start to the season. Phoenix Suns were lying somewhere low, seventh, eighth position, and they slowly rose up to the fourth. Sat there for a long time, and then now suddenly jumped up the table to the second spot. So I really see a lot of upside still for this team, in, despite them sitting so high up in the table. And I really think they can really challenge the top guys. Lakers, I think, are still the strongest team, but I think. Phoenix Suns are really there. Well, I tell you what, if Lakers don't get AD back, uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix can really give them a run for their money if they should they face off in the playoffs. Unlikely because I think both will finish in the same half, which is the upper half of the of the table. 
but uh, but at some point if they do face each other without the ad i think i think phoenix can give them a run for their money because they'll really stretch the lakers depth with mm-hmm. depth of their own phoenix and and it's going to be a problem because the lakers gave up a lot in their transition and it looked like on paper they've bolstered big time but then mark gasol turned out to be well not not that good anymore as good as he was in toronto's championship season he's he's quite frankly been been a flop of a move honestly and uh, then they gave away dwight howard and then they gave away javel mcgee and now they have ad out that's three all three big men from the championship team right who do they have to replace mark gasol who's largely been hapless and mm-hmm. has had fitness concerns of late and then they've got montrez harrell who as much as we love the hustle he's kind of like the kelly ubre of big men where there's a lot of hustle there's a lot of energy and hype but but sometimes size is size and you get you get outplayed it happened to him against jokic who destroyed him last season in the playoffs um and it's going to happen again against guys like aton or for that matter even sarich who will flip mm-hmm. him inside out and score on him right so i think phoenix will give the lakers a run for their money if ad is out but if ad is out like i don't think we we should be talking too much about the lakers anyway um but that's how deep the phoenix on steam goes right that we haven't even really mentioned sarich or crowder yeah. that much yeah. and we've talked we've already talked about like seven eight players and we haven't even mentioned those two guys both of whom have been pretty effective from the three and at bombing bodies in the in the paint so this is a very exciting team i i'm just going to reserve bold predictions until i see them once in the post season because i i put a lot of faith in a phoenix team once in the post season uh-huh. and they just just tunk it up uh, <laughs> not going to do that again without proof all right so that was the phoenix suns we'll continue to track their progress i really hope that they set second in the table or third in the table it's really fun team to watch and i'll be banking on them if they're playing the clippers i know whom i'm supporting <laughs> uh, it's an early season call and uh, all right so that's the phoenix suns and we'll talk tomorrow so sure i think man just